We're breaking the mold. It's Wednesday, but no depth chart predictions because there are Deion Sanders to South Florida rumors, and that could actually impact the Florida Gators. So we're going to talk about it here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Wednesday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports and the Giants Country of SI.com. And before we get into it, today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Lockdown College. And remember, terms and conditions do apply. Now we're talking about Deion Sanders rumors, not to Florida, well, to Florida, but to the state of Florida, because there are rumors with South Florida, which is hilarious, Um, because of course Deion Sanders has done a fantastic job at Jackson State, and people for pretty much since he got hired at Jackson State have been like, hey... Dion should take any big job opening that pops up besides Florida. Uh, but Auburn, oh, should Dion go to Auburn? Ole Miss. If Lane Kiffin goes to Auburn, should Dion go to Ole Miss? Um, but no, the one that I saw yesterday was South Florida. And it's an interesting one, too, because I kind of like it. You know, Dion Sanders, of course, Florida State legend. Um He's one of the most recognizable names in football today, past, present, or future. Um, well, not future necessarily, but I guess if you want to count guys like, you know, Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence future, then sure. Um, but no, Dion has been connected, connected, rumors that South Florida is interested. And I know that it seems kind of stupid, but I think that that would actually hurt every major program in Florida. And by major, I mean the big four. Um, And get used to me saying the big four. I know we're used to Florida, Florida State, Miami. Add UCF in there. They're about to be in the big 12. And if you're going to respect Miami and Florida State in the ICC, you damn well better start respecting UCF in the big 12. Um, But yeah, I think that they could cause a couple of issues. But the biggest one has to be just where talent is going. And I know that, yes... In the state of Florida, there is nothing short of an absolute ton of talent, but I think it's also sensible to acknowledge that top talent will at least be intrigued by playing for Deion Sanders. Literally the best player in the country committed to play for Deion Sanders and Travis Hunter. And that's another thing where... Dion has kind of become the place where if you're at a big program and it's not working out, you can go to Jackson State and he will get you recognized. He will get you attention. He will get you 
in some cases, the NFL. I mean, we saw James Houston the fourth, Florida to Jackson State to the NFL. Um, and, and so, yeah, we, we can talk about all of that, but that's just transfers. Then you look at Travis Hunter and you look at all the talent in Florida, specifically South Florida, where, yes, that will impact Miami more than Florida or Florida State. But kids want to play for Dion. A lot of people grew up watching Dion. And I know a lot of kids today didn't really grow up watching Dion, but they grew up seeing him on TV. They grew up with him being in the conversation for best corner of all time. Um, He's not. You can have him in the conversation, but he's not the best corner of all time. But... And yes, obviously, kids will be like, I don't want to play in the group of five for South Florida. I want to play in the SEC, the ACC, or the Big 12. But make no mistake, Deion Sanders will clean house on the recruiting trail if he joins. I mean, he already does. If he joins a team in the state of Florida, he'll clean house on the recruiting trail. There's no way around that one. Um, Dion is, yes, one of the best football players of all time. Recruits will want to play for him. Corners, where Florida has clearly been pushing to add a ton. Miami has been trying to add some more. Florida State's been trying to add corners. Corners will want to play for Deion Sanders. It is so difficult if you are, or we'll say DBs in general, because even if you're a safety, you get to learn things from behind Deion Sanders. He gets to teach you a little bit about coverage, um, and that's insanely beneficial. If you're a DB, you're going to want to play for Deion Sanders. Like We talk about Corey Raymond. We talk about Corey Raymond, and we say he's one of the best cornerback developers and one of the best cornerback recruiters on the planet. Dion was one of the best, and you could, yes, use the argument of just because you can do it doesn't mean you can coach it. That's totally fair. But Deion Sanders will take talent from Florida, from the state of Florida, if he joins any Florida program. And also, think of it as a prove-it deal. Think of if Deion Sanders goes to any school in the state of Florida or any, any group of five school or any low-power five school, that is instantly a, a prove-it deal, an audition for a bigger program. Because I think that's one of the biggest reasons that he hasn't gotten a job yet. Uh, part, part of it is his attitude. Um, I like Dion. I, ju- I just hate how he handles media stuff, and, and I, I hate that. But I, I think that Dion taking this South Florida job could be just a stepping stone to, let's say something happens with Mike Norvell at Florida State. Like I, I think after this year, he's brought himself at least another year or two. But let's say something happens with Mike Norvell. That job opens up. If Dion's got experience in the group of five, Florida State will not hesitate to be like, hey, let's bring him in at least for an interview. Another big SEC job that opens up, Dion will be placed in there. And when he's placed somewhere else, he will still be able to recruit and he will still be able to develop Florida kids. I'm not saying that Florida, Florida State, Miami, or UCF should be scared of Dion. No, uh, no one should be scared of Dion. But it's definitely something that will impact these schools as Lane Kiffin's looking at Auburn or not. I don't necessarily care what Lane Kiffin does. He's irrelevant. Auburn's going to be irrelevant. Um, that's what they. That's what they will be. But Dion 
could come in and could impact recruiting, make things a little bit more difficult for Florida, and especially if he can get kids that are as inta- that are as talented as Travis Hunter to get Jackson State, he can get kids that are as talented as Travis Hunter to get to South Florida. Make no simple mistake about that. So I don't know what will happen, but I will tell you this ahead of time. I will know Stradamus this. If Dion takes a South Florida job or the South Florida job, he is going to take recruits from Florida. He's going to take recruits from Miami, from Florida State, because you know the promise that everybody's like, oh, you could get on the field at Florida and play early. Odds are if you're a four-star recruit, you could do that at South Florida or a high three-star. You could do that at South Florida. That's not the argument. Um, we're, we're we're putting together a great staff. We've got we've got experience. We've got NFL experience. We've got this. We've got that. Dion did it all himself. Let alone the staff he could build. Any argument that you've used for any of these schools, aside from you know, uh, conference prestige or program prestige, you can take and Dion could be like, well, now you get to do it with me. And so I, I will just say. Keep an eye on it. Don't be scared of it at all. I'm not not, not saying that. But keep an eye on it because it's something that could happen, especially now while we're this late in the cycle. Let's say he takes South Florida job, signing day. Super interesting. He took the number one player in the country from Florida State to go to Jackson State. You think he won't try to do the same thing on an early signing day? Come on. Uh, but I, I, that's where I'll leave it. But... About to be joined by Hayden Hansen, Florida Gators freshman, tight end, and he's with Lockdown Gators every Wednesday. But first, as the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier for you to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people that you want to interview faster and for free. And if you've never used LinkedIn Jobs before, I highly recommend it. That's how I got my last job before I joined Lockdown, which I'm way happier here, but I was also happy there. With simple tools like screening questions, it makes it easy for you to focus on candidates with just the right skills and just the right experience. You can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. And every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply and make, make the right hire, right? Joining me now for Locked On Gators, like he does every Wednesday, is Hayden Hansen, Florida Gators freshman tight end. And Hayden, I'm I'm just gonna rip the band-aid off. Lost to Vanderbilt was not pretty. Um, what was Billy Napier's message to the team following that game? There was just a lot of Florida beating Florida. I mean, and at the end of the day, Vanderbilt just found a way to win, you know. Um there's just a lot of mistakes he made, it was pretty obvious, but uh yeah, it was a lot of Florida beating Florida. Yeah, and, and I will say this. Um, you're you're the inside man. It, it seemed like just nothing went well for Florida, whether it was penalties or just weird stuff that would happen. What what did happen? Like like it just seemed like the team could not get back on track and kind of course correct at any point. Yeah, it was just one of those days, man. This was, if it could go wrong, it did. So, uh, I mean, just got to try to fix it as a team moving forward. And, uh, and we all know what week this is at FSU. So, I mean, uh, <laughs> it's for all the marbles. So. Yeah, um, man, I hate them. <laughs> but there, there was one play that I did want to ask you about specifically from that game where 
it was Ventrell Miller's targeting uh, the ejection and the stupid suspension that comes with it. Do, do you agree with the call or, or no? Because I know that was something where even Billy Napier was like, oh, we're going to review it and see if we'll appeal it. And I know Twitter was kind of up and down about it. I didn't feel like it was enough, you know. Um, I mean, when he he he, he, he kind of lowered his head, but he didn't make contact with his head. You know, it was more of his shoulder to the head. I was really surprised they called that, honestly. And uh, down the line, uh, I think it was the last drive of the game. A Vanderbilt guy had a clear target, but they didn't call it. They just kept the clock rolling. So I mean, I don't know. I feel like on that, you kind of just have to let it go. But I mean, that's I'm not a ref, so. Yeah, uh, I will say the refs just completely sucked uh, on both sides, but like Florida did gain an advantage by it as well, if I'm not mistaken. It was that last drive where Justin Shorter caught the ball, was inbounds, did not get the first down, and they stopped the clock for some reason. So they just sucked at their job that day. Um, and I will also say targeting should not be an ejection and suspension unless it is a malicious targeting. Like if there's clear intent, then sure. But if it's like what happened with Ventrell, where he's dropping, the ball carrier is also dropping, Sh- shouldn't be um, that excessive penalty. But I, I did want to ask you also, because I know that, you know, wide receivers and tight ends are different, but I want to know if you can kind of speak on the wide receiver room a little bit, because it seems like every week someone steps up. You know, Justin Shorter is out, Payday Douglas stepped up. Uh, Xavier Henderson's out, Ricky Pearsall's out, Dejan Reynolds stepped up. So, how freaking talented is that room? We have a very talented receiver room. Uh, all those guys in there are dogs, and uh, I'm just happy to see some of them show out and see what they can do. Yeah, I I loved seeing that. Um, it, it's great. I got I get to do victory laps every now and then because I wanted Payday to start, and then I wanted Dejan Reynolds to start, and I, I at least look smart on that one a little bit, uh, and then I open my mouth and I'm not that smart. But I will say. <laughs> The, the latest college football playoff rankings came out uh, from the time we're recording this about an hour ago. How does it feel to maybe be able to play spoiler against the now number 16 Florida State Seminoles? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, from what I've been learning that uh, this is a, this is a very big week and they don't like, we don't like them. They don't like us. Um, so I'm excited to see how that atmosphere looks, but I mean, this is, uh, some of the coaches are saying, any season you do, everyone in Florida is going to ask, well, what you do against Florida State? How the Florida State game goes? So, I mean, this is a definitely a big game. Yeah, how has preparation for the game been different, if it has at all been different from any other week? No, it's been, I mean, it's been the same. We approach every team the same way, just going to go out and execute. There's probably going to be a little more emotion because it's a big rivalry, but that's about it. Again, I, I know I already said it. I just want you to smoke them. Um, and now I, I will say that just shifting away from the Florida State game, away from the Vanderbilt game, obviously practice and games are different. Sometimes you practice things that don't really make it into the game plan on game day. Is there anything kind of specifically from the offense that we've seen in game that you see and you're just like, I can't wait to do that next year? Any specific concept or anything? Everything, man. I'm just ready to get involved. Um, I mean, uh, as a freshman, you know, no one wants to register. I mean, it happens to a lot of us, and uh, it's not ideal. But I mean, you just can't wait till that next year. You know, um, I mean, this is the first year since kindergarten I haven't like, played an actual down a snap in football. You know, so I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to um, show, make a big leap, and show the coaches that I'm I'm available to use. 
Yeah, I, I can tell you now that um, my listeners know that there's a specific run that I love that I don't know what you guys call it, but it's just split zone read where that tight end comes right back on there. I can't wait to see you just light a dude up. Um, that's one thing that I'm very much looking forward to. And the Florida Gators are nine and a half point underdogs right now on bet online to the Florida State Seminoles this week. And um, I'm not super stoked about that, but I will say bet online is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. I've been using bet online for, yeah, almost six years now. Couldn't be happier with it. It's got so much, not just basketball, football, baseball, soccer, tennis, which, by the way, right now is like the best week you could possibly use Bet Online because you got the World Cup four games every morning. Just bet 0 0 tie. You'll win one. You got Thursday football all day. You've got Friday football all day. You got Saturday football all day. You got Sunday football all day. This is the best week to join Bet Online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn all about the trends and action. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. You kind of mentioned where, you know, no one wants to redshirt, but I will ask because it's it's portal season. Portal opens next week. Then we see guys hit the portal all the time. Is it easy to kind of remain patient or look to greener pastures, or is it kind of just like you knew that this wouldn't be an early playing time situation when you got here? Well, yeah, I mean, um, in my situation, you know, I've, this is my second year playing, or yeah, third year playing tight end. Uh, I used to play quarterback, so I mean, I, I knew coming in to the SEC level, I have to develop. So I mean, there's no rush for me. I'm just I'm here to develop, and when I'm ready, I'm ready. You know, so I mean, but I do see what you're saying. Maybe some other people kind of rush it, but yeah. And then now, in recent weeks, we've seen. Uh, I think you call him Griff. Griffin McDowell got he. He's transferring out. Nick Elkson is transferring out. Keon Zipper has been banged up. I believe Arliss Boardingham is still banged up. So it went from a very deep tight end room with like nine guys available on any given day to a room that now has lost a few bodies. Has that kind of changed anything as far as game plan or practice has gone with maybe rep management or anything? No, I mean, everything's the same. Um, though, I mean, the way to the office is just part of the next guy, you know? And I, I did want to ask you, um, with National Signing Day coming up, Gators fans, obviously, I know you don't necessarily follow recruiting other players as, as much as uh, we do, but with National Signing Day coming up, you went through this process not even a year ago. You went through the whole, you were supposed to go to Louisiana, and then Billy Napier came to Florida, and then you came to Florida, and I don't know if you have any former teammates in high school or, or friends that are going through the process now, but what advice would you kind of give to a high school athlete going through the recruiting process? Yeah. So, I mean, I give it to my friend all the time. He's a, he's a senior running back at my old school, but uh, I told him that if you can graduate early, graduate early. That's the one thing I wish I would have done, but I mean, I had to wait because of all the transition and stuff with the coaches. Um, I, I just feel like that's so valuable, especially as a freshman, if you're trying to play early, because you get a whole other four to five months that, the other freshmen don't get, you know, so you get more time to learn the playbook and stuff. You get to meet your teammates more. You get you get almost a year before a game versus coming in in the summer, you know. That would be the biggest advice. All right. And then uh, there, there was just one other thing that I wanted to ask you about today, and it was uh, the Lockdown Gators Discord. Someone brought it up, and I figured who better to explain it than you, but – they wanted to know if you could re-explain the, the the job takers part of the weekly player awards. 
Yeah, so the job takers is a it's a thing Napier does with um, um, but all like the like mostly freshmen. Is, uh, there's some walk-ons on there, and um, it, it gives you an opportunity to. And it's also the scout team. Are you talking about the player of the week? Yeah, it's like a scout team. So I mean, if if you there's a job taker for scout team and special team. So if you show out on the defense and offensive field, then they'll single you out. There's three each week. Same thing on special teams. It's just they pick a couple guys that stand out each week, kind of keep you working, you know. Yeah, and actually, sorry, I did have one more question for you, um, just because obviously it's this week. I can't believe I didn't ask this question. Favorite Thanksgiving thing to eat? And, and anything. doesn't have to be just, you know, turkey. It could be anything. Which favorite Thanksgiving part? Uh, that's easy. Um, uh, mac and cheese for sure. Bonus if it's baked. So. <laughs> All right. That, well, hope, hopefully you get a lot of it this, this week. Uh, thank yeah. you so much, Hayden. This was Hayden Hanson, Florida Gators freshman tight end. Catch him every Wednesday on Locked on Gators and every week with your Florida Gators. Thanks for making Locked on Gators your first listen of the day every day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk more Florida Gators. We're going to talk with Florida State, Drake, Locked on Seminoles. It's going to be fun. For your second listen, check out Locked on SEC, hosted by Chris Gordy. Get the best coverage and the best conference, including the best university, the University of Florida for Locked on Gators. I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports and GiantsCountryofSI.com. And I'll see you all tomorrow.